Welcome to For Love's Sake. This is a podcast about the realities of being a spouse to someone addicted to porn. We'll be talking about love, faith, and healing our trauma. And for the first episode, I decided to share my story with you. So stick around if you want to hear everything that I've gone through with this addiction and how far I've come and how I've started to find my healing. Okay, first off, I want to have a disclaimer. I know a lot of us have different stories. We all have different things that have happened to us. Some people may have way more intense stuff than me, but the pain is the same and very similar. So I just wanted to let you know that. And also, I will not be sharing every detail of my husband's perspective. He will be able to give his own podcast for those struggling with this addiction as well. This is just to focus on my pain and my story. So I will not be sharing every detail because this podcast would be so long, but here is the highlight reel of our experience with this. Okay, so I want to give a little background of me. Like, I know a lot of people won't have this in common, but it's a big part of my story. So I wanted to explain. I am a Christian and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I chose to save myself from marriage, and I didn't view any porn or anything, like do anything sexual with anyone. Obviously, like, you know, made out. I had a couple close calls, but... I saved myself and it was super, super important to me to find someone who would do the same thing and that we only had those sexual experiences and emotions with each other after we got married. That's the little background to how I viewed the importance of sex. Alrighty, now let's get straight into our experience. So three weeks into dating my husband, I had to help him with a video project for school. He asked if I could upload it for him on his YouTube account, and he gave me all his login info. I logged in, and all the recommended and history videos were of women working out and being in very revealing and as pornographic as YouTube would let them. I was in shock and confused why this was there. I was praying, praying so hard that he would open up to me because I didn't want to seem like a snoop or like some crazy woman. Later that night, I went to his house and it was actually one of the first things we ended up talking about, which is weird because we had never talked about it before. Maybe he had an idea. Maybe it was God answering my prayer. But he told me, that he had been struggling with porn since he was 14 and that he was trying very hard to stop ever since. I didn't ask details, but he told me that he would be honest if he ever viewed it now that we were officially together because it meant that much to him as well. It had been almost a year of dating and he only looked at porn two times and I was thinking, well, he's a horny virgin, so that's a really good ratio. So I told him if he was for sure that he wouldn't bring it into our marriage, then I would still get married because this meant so much to me and I did not want it in my marriage. And he he decided, okay, he wouldn't get married until he knew. 
Well, one of the last times he looked at it while we were dating was a couple weeks before our wedding. I got really scared and we met with this church leader and the church leader said, oh, it would just go away once you're married and he's able to have sex. Let me tell you something. He was completely wrong because that is not what happened. We'll get to that later though. But anyway, so I got really worried and I was doubting everything, second guessing. I've had people tell me, you know, run, once addicted, always addicted. He, it'll come back. And I was like, no, I love him so much. There's no way that he would, you know, bring that into our marriage. So I decided to trust him. And a couple weeks later, we got married. It only took three weeks, three weeks for him to get into porn again. It was shocking and so painful and devastating that he could actually finally have sex with me. And he still went to that after promising me that he would never bring it into our marriage. Obviously, I was sad, but I, under I was being very understanding. And I told him, thank you for telling me. And that's all my response was. I didn't show him my pain, my sadness, anything. We didn't talk about details, anything. I just said, thank you for telling me. He didn't view it very often that first few months, but being intimate was kind of weird. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. We never had that honeymoon phase. Sex felt like a personal thing to him. Like, I felt like he would rather be alone and not with a partner which caused me to be super self-conscious of my body and self-image. I ended up taking pills to enhance my breast size and trying everything I could to become those people he's seeking out because I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's finally married, able to have sex, and he'd still rather be doing that with them. I must be lacking something. It must be me. So taking these pills caused me to have huge ovarian cysts and I was in so much pain like I was laying in bed and had to have a hot pad on and bleeding and I had to go to the doctor for it and it it was miserable and I decided you know what I'm done with the pills but of course my self-doubt was still there but I tried to move on and not focus too much on it after six months of being married, he started doubting if he married the right person. He was wishing he was single again. And, of course, acting out and watching porn. Now, I'm sharing you this because I think they're all linked. Alex is amazing. And we had so many good memories in between this. That's why it was so random that he was like, I don't think I'm happily married. But those three things... Wishing he was single, not sure if he married the right person, and acting out in porn was so devastating to me. But I didn't think that it could actually be an addiction or something super serious. I just thought he was choosing to do these things because he didn't love me enough. But the first time I realized it was an addiction and not just something he liked to do when he was in the mood was one day... We were looking for the keys. We couldn't find them anywhere. So he went upstairs and he was gone for a while, like five minutes. And I was like, where is he? Didn't think much of it. But later that night, he 
opened up and told me that when he went upstairs, he ended up looking at porn. I was so confused. I felt so betrayed and hurt. I'm like, how could you go do that when I'm downstairs waiting for you to come so we can go on our date? But obviously, I didn't express those feelings. I didn't cry or be upset or show any of my pain. I was just really supportive, pumped, excited to help him. Right then, I was like, you know, thanks for sharing with me. This is obviously a problem. Let's fix it. So I got onto our church's website for addiction recovery. I made this whole plan for him of what to do when he was tempted, um, how he could avoid it, some rules he could do. I was like pumped to help him with this because I knew he was stronger and better than this and I wanted to keep him, you know, I wanted us to be happy. But because it wasn't his idea, he didn't follow the rules. He didn't do the work to get help. He didn't change anything. And he was still looking at porn and doubting if he married the right person. At this point, I continued to never act like I cared or showed him my real feelings because I wanted him to trust me. I wanted him to open up and share with me what he was feeling so that I could know and be informed. Obviously, I was getting more and more heartbroken and not sure what to do. I had never felt more ugly, stupid, unloved, self-doubt, or confused in my life, which was really weird because I've always been this happy, upbeat person. I never had self-image, just positive all the time. Because he kept acting out, I tried to become the perfect wife. You know, the perfect traditional wife. So I would, you know, cook him dinner, be supportive, do everything he wanted, try to do everything to make him happy enough to get rid of his problems. I felt like if I could change, if I became his perfect wife, whatever that may be, his problems will all go away. Well, one day I tried to be intimate with him, and he said, no, I'm too tired, I have homework to do. But then later that night, he ended up doing his thing to porn. And I tried not to care, I put my feelings aside, but I knew that is not what marriage or a relationship should be like. Neither of us were happy, and it seemed, it really seemed pointless to be together. But I take my marriage and my vows seriously. So it felt like I would just be giving up. We had only been married for nine months at this time, and I felt like it would be looked down upon if we just gave up. Maybe he just needed more time to get used to being married. I had all these excuses for him. So I decided, you know, you know what, I just need to, you know, be there for him. Um, a few days later, after this hard day, I missed my period. I was so freaking out. I was like, oh no, am I pregnant? Like, I, we definitely weren't planning it, so not sure what to do because we would have happy moments together. Like, we were really good friends. We trusted each other in sharing our feelings. We felt love, but then there was always this pouring and this self, this doubting me that I wasn't sure anymore if we could raise a family. So that day when I missed my period, he came home from school and he just fell right into my chest and cried. He cried and expressed that he wasn't sure if he was happy being married to me and that he was comparing me to girls at school of what they were doing with their lives and he was upset that I wasn't doing anything with mine. 
yeah, pretty messed up. And don't worry, since then he he's surprised he ever felt that way. But at this point, that is how he felt. And after he expressed that, it was the first time I finally opened up and said, you know what, we should probably just get divorced because you're not happy and I'm not happy. But when I expressed that, he was super sad. He did not want to just give up on us and he loved me. And I was like, I am so confused. You're not happy yet. You want to be with me. It was just the most confusing thing in my life. So since he was crying after saying that we should go our separate ways and wanting me, I was like, okay, then we need to stay together, especially if I'm pregnant, you know? Um, and I had not told him at this point that I was probably pregnant because I didn't want that to influence any of his thoughts, if he wanted to be with me or not. So the next day I got a pregnancy test. Sure enough, I was pregnant. I was super nervous to tell him and unsure what he would think or what we would do. I was like, will this bring us closer together? Will he act out more? Like, what do we do? I ended up telling him in a cute way later that day and he was actually super excited. He was, you know, scared like anyone would be, but totally supportive and excited for being a dad. He was loving and trying harder in our relationship and things were starting to feel better. He promised he wouldn't bring porn into our family. He wanted to give it up completely before our daughter came. He had all the right intentions, but you know, he didn't do any of the work. So of course, nothing changed. The doubting, moodiness, and porn all was there. And we started to argue more and I became mad and showed my real feelings. I was upset, frustrated, and trying to fix an addiction that I didn't have. I had zero control over the situation and it drove me crazy. Like I literally felt crazy. After our daughter was born, things were better between us and also he was trying harder not to view porn. Everything felt better. But eventually, he just kept getting worse in his addiction. He would always tell me when he did it, like the honesty was always there which I know a lot of you don't have, but he wouldn't change anything about it. It would become this manipulative cycle that we were stuck in over and over and over. He would do something, then bring me flowers, say all the right things, get on his knees, beg for my forgiveness, vow that he would never do it again. Yet he wouldn't change anything. So it did happen over and over again. And none of those nice things mattered to me because all I wanted him to do was stop. And actions speak way louder than words. And those actions were not matching up to what he was saying. So I finally set up an appointment for couples therapy. I didn't even ask him. I was just like, you know what, we're going. But he was excited to go. And during counseling was the first time I realized how often he thinks about it. He was open about, you know, when he has triggers and... We started doing daily check-ins where we were able to talk every night about it. And then we set up Accountable to You, which was a program that would send an email to me of his phone use. And then you could set up for like specific words. It would send you a text or an email if they looked it up. But honestly, this wasn't the best way to go for this situation. It was making him more angry and wanting to sneak 
in a way to find it. And he did. He found it through podcasts and maps and his Gmail app. There are ways to find it. But anyways, things were not getting better even with therapy. So we started going to our church leader as well. And he gave me the worst advice. Let me just say, this is not true. But what he told me was, whenever he wanted to have sex, I needed to do it, even if I didn't want to, because it was therapy for him. Now let me say, this hurt so bad because I didn't feel validated for my pain. And I already was doing that because I wanted him to stop. So now I felt like, okay, I'm already doing that. And now another man thinks I need to do that too. So this really must be about me. That advice made me even more insecure about my body. And I never felt like he was present and actually having sex with me anyways. So it was just like, you know, icing on the cake. I felt empty in so many ways every time we were intimate. And I knew he'd be thinking of porn and Every time we were done, I just wanted to ask him, like, hey, did you think of anyone? It was not healthy, and it was not a way to help us bond together. It actually made me feel so disconnected from him. Because I was starting to get in this mindset with my self-doubt and my insecurities, feeling useless, unloved by the one person who was supposed to make me feel the most loved, I started contemplating suicide. One day, it was really on my mind, and Alex and I felt extremely disconnected. We got into this huge argument, and then he had to leave for a play rehearsal, which went all night until like 11 o'clock, and I was having an extremely hard time, and after I put my daughter to bed, I decided I was going to do it. I decided to take all of the painkillers I had left over from having my daughter, and I was determined, but I decided to give one last prayer. I prayed to God, telling him that if I needed to be on earth still, that I, if I was lovable, to send someone to stop me. And because I had made up my mind that I didn't want to be alive if life was this awful. Now, the hardest thing for me to admit about this choice I had decided is the fact that I was doing it out of anger. I was so mad at Alex that the biggest reason I wanted to kill myself was because I wanted him to find me dead and know that it was his fault. I hoped that that would finally make him change and see how much it hurt me. I know I'm not proud of that, but that is how low I had gotten. And right after my prayer, Alex pulled up into the, our house. He came home for a break that they had, which was very random because they never got breaks, but he felt like he needed to come home and make sure I was okay. I just cried and I cried and I told him what I was about to do and he was so grateful he came home and I know God was aware of me watching over me and needed me to be there to be here on earth didn't know why but I knew I wasn't supposed to kill myself and that was the last time I had thought about it now we were about to move to Miami for the summer for Alex to do summer sales. I was already comparing myself to all the women I expected to be there. You know what I'm talking about. So I looked into getting a boob job. 
I did a ton of research and within like a couple weeks I decided you know what I'm doing it it's the perfect time I figured our friends and family would have no idea because we'd be gone when I got them and then I figured people would just think they got bigger after nursing our daughters so I made up my mind I didn't want anyone to know I did it but I wanted it and on the way to Miami we made a pit stop in Texas so I could get a boob job real quick and yeah there's so much more in this story but that's gonna be another episode and yes I do regret it but we'll get to that later anyway the whole summer I felt great I we became closer he wasn't viewing porn I felt so much confidence in my body and sexy with my new boobs and I felt like wow this must be the reason he's not viewing anything we avoided places with a lot of revealing swimsuits, and we didn't really talk about his addiction much. We didn't focus on it. We just tried to move on. He went three months, and it felt like, you know, he was better. He finally went three months without it, and it felt so refreshing. And before we moved back to Utah, we had a talk, and I told him, you need to do everything you can to keep this up because... If life isn't like this, I don't know how much longer I can go. Um, so we made a plan of what we're going to do, and he and he agreed that he wanted to do the same thing. So we got back to Utah, and at first, you know, things were going well. But then within that first couple weeks, things slowly started getting going downhill. He started with, like, you know, small things, like going to YouTube trending page with intentions of lessing out scrolling through and once he saw something he'd leave but that was just the beginning doing that over and over caused him to go deeper and deeper and deeper which led him to fully acting out again over and over and over every time he acted out he told me he would do his thing he does but he would still not do anything different which led us to have this big you know argument he's crying I have a voice recording of him saying yeah I know this is it this is what I need to do to change, I need to make these changes or else our family's over, blah, blah, blah. So, now is Christmas time. We went to California to visit my family for Christmas and during our vacation, he left early to go to Utah to film a movie he was in. Before he left, I begged him to do all he could to stay clean. I was like, stay with your dad, reach out, call me, call anyone, don't have your phone on you. I just gave him this whole list of things he should do and I told him that I was so scared for him to go. Especially after we just had this great Christmas connecting us. And he, he promised, kissed me and said, you know what? I will never let that happen. Well, the second he had the opportunity, he acted out. The day he got home. He ended up calling me that night to say goodnight. And I could just tell. I could tell he acted out. He didn't even have to tell me. So I started up asking him, did you porn and he said yes and I just hung up the phone I was so mad so mad I'd never been mad about it more until this moment I was like how could he do that after having this great plan we're so connected he didn't even try to apply what we talked about um the next day I went to YouTube and I had seen the things he looked up and so I took screenshots Knowing he was in church, I sent him these screenshots and said, 
I asked him some stupid question about it, and he was just, like, freaking out, like, why would I do that to him? And it made me feel a little bit better. Not proud of that moment, but I was asking him if he viewed it again, and he said he didn't, but I just could not believe. So after seeing that and reflecting, I decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm ready to take a break. So we didn't talk for a couple days. Well, he was in Utah, and... Um, Alex's dad knew about this, so and he was really worried, so he ended up calling me because he thought I wasn't going to come back to Utah. He thought I was, you know, going to stay with my family, and I'd actually contemplated it. Um, but anyways, his dad called me, begging me to give Alex another chance and told me he knew of a good therapist we could go to. I told him, you know, we already tried therapy, and he was like, please, this lady is amazing. So I was like, whatever. I told Alex to pack his bags and move to his dad's house so that when I got home, he was not there. He did. We did that for about a week, and then I asked him to meet me in a parking lot. We met up. I tried to convince him that God wanted me to leave him, and he told me, you know, God would never do that. God wants families to be together. I told him that he wants that, but if the partner doesn't take the marriage seriously, then he doesn't expect them to stay. After I said that, he, he begged me to try it out one more time, and I agreed that he can move back in, but that we were going to do an in-home separation. I told him, you know, I was willing to forgive him and move on, but all I wanted was for him to pursue me, you know, pursue me, make me feel loved, make me feel like it is worth staying and going through all this pain. And you know what? He didn't. He didn't pursue me. Because that was my idea, not his. He actually started getting excited to go to his own room and have his own time. And not have to be in my room, which, like, started making me really mad. I was like, you know what, this isn't working. So, we ended up calling that therapist and setting up a time. And she was amazing. While we went to her, we learned so many things of, like, how to communicate. The importance of keeping rules. Recognizing when he would act out. He learned, like, the whole, you know, um preoccupation phase he learned everything about his addiction of what he needs to look out for we were able to talk about our pains he was able to see my perspective for the first time really and mean it because he's seen it but like you know there's a part of him that was like she's you know taking this too serious but we felt more connected than we had in so long our love grew i was forgiving and i wanted to just move on and have that happy family so after six months of him being clean we decided to grow our family you know alina was like almost two so we're like let's do this so in june 2019 we decided to do it (laughs) and the night we were going to try i got so scared i asked him if he was going to really be done with it and do all he could to keep it out of our family and he said of course I have nothing to worry about. He was a changed man. Our family was everything to him. And he would do whatever he could to keep us together. So I felt confident in him. And the first try, we ended up getting pregnant. So a month after finding out I was pregnant, he went to Walmart to get a few groceries. He came back very triggered and bothered by some girl that was there and because of that I got so scared I was hurt and I reacted out of fear 
I was just very short with him. I was scared. I told him how I, I, it made me feel. And since he didn't feel safe, he reacted in the same way. He was mad that I wasn't a safe place to talk, in a safe place to talk about it. He got defensive and we both were defensive and just angry at each other. I told him, how can he be mad at me for having feelings of him lusting at some other woman? And he told me that he needed to leave the house and go think. And I I begged him to stay because I knew leaving to be alone in your car when you're upset just means you're going to go view porn. And he reassured me he wasn't. Left, turned off his location, and was gone for like hours. When he got back... I could just tell that that's what he did, and I asked him, he's like, yeah, I did, and it didn't even seem like he cared, and at that point, I just, I lost it, I let all that pain out that I've been holding in for years, I screamed, I swore the first time in my life, I yelled the effort at him, I punched him in the arm, and I told him, I'm done, I've had it. My body was shaking. I was trying not to regret this precious little soul that was growing in my body. I didn't know what to do. I decided, though, that it's time to look into divorce. Because it was better for our son to not have that at all than to take it away later on. I just felt like no matter what, we would probably end up getting divorced with our history. I mean, it had been, what, like three years of marriage at this point and divorce was talked about in every year so there's no not much hope there so after this day happened a couple days later I prayed and I pleaded with God to help me feel God in my life because it had been a long time since I felt God's loved I asked him for help to know like what the point of life is because life just seems like misery and after I prayed I got a strong answer that I needed to move to California and give all the responsibility to Alex to give him a year to show me his true colors I told Alex that I was moving to California with or without him and that he had a year to choose whatever he wanted if he wanted to look at porn look at it I won't react, I won't care, it won't change the way I look at him. If he wanted to get help for himself, great, get the help. But it was all up to him, and it had to be nothing about me. So we sold our house and moved in with his dad for a few months, and during those few months, he acted out a lot. He, um, you know, tried to surprise him with a new iPhone, and he's like, oh, also, I've been acting out, so I'm getting a flip phone. But I'm like, well, at least you're getting a, at least you're getting a flip phone. Um, so I also ended up making him this journal, and every night he would write like how many triggers, like how many days he's he has gone without viewing porn, or if he did view porn. And every night I would read it while he was showering or something. So we never actually talked about it face to face, but we would keep that contact about it. And we just left it at that. When we got to California, I would check in on him and ask him if he was having a hard time or stressed because I told him when we got here 
that I was not expecting him to be completely healed. We have a lot of stress. I know the addiction so well now. I know it doesn't just go away. There's no way he's just going to be perfect. So I told him I'm not expecting perfection and that he could talk to me about it. I won't get mad. This is his year to do whatever he wanted. Um, Whenever I asked him how he was doing, though, he would just say, I'm doing great, not even thinking about it. Um, It's really refreshing. He would just go off about it. A month before Harvey was born, he convinced me he needed his smartphone back for work. I told him, you know, my thoughts about it. I was uncomfortable, didn't think he was ready, but but that it was his choice because this was his year to take control. So he chose to get his iPhone back, but I just let it go. You know, if he feels comfortable, wow, then sure, he must really be healing. Things never felt better between us. Like he wasn't masturbating to porn or lusting after everyone on the streets. He was committed to me and our family being an amazing dad. We had this new baby now. Things just kept looking up. In June, he asked me on a date. He took me up to the lake, and we had an amazing lunch. And then we went in a canoe, we went up the lake, and we pulled off to the side. I was like, what the heck? And he ended up reproposing to me. He gave me a ring and said that he was so grateful that I had stuck through it with him all these years, that I never gave up on him that he was so happy porn wasn't affecting our marriage anymore and that he would do whatever it took to keep me. And then he asked to renew our vows for our five-year anniversary in March the next year. I cried. You know, I never felt so loved by him ever in our relationship. So obviously I said yes. I mean, we're already married, but like I said yes to renewing our vows and so excited. I got right to planning. And the first time I showed him some ideas for our renewal, He acted kind of weird, like, didn't seem very excited about it. I asked him if he really wanted to do it, and he was like, yeah, 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 I'm just having a bad day. So I didn't think anything of it. As the months went on, Alex started pulling away slowly, getting moody, getting defensive. Every time I would bring up our healing or how great he was doing, I would thank him and congratulate him for how far he had come. Um, And he wouldn't be as present and think full as I thought he would be so I started getting a little nervous like oh no was he acting out or just having a lot going on maybe work was stressing him out so I decided to ask him how he was doing in his addiction how often he'd been thinking about porn and he reassured me that he was doing great that he didn't even think about it work was stressing him out but he wasn't doing anything so I started feeling really dumb for assuming he was acting out and decided to just, you know, believe him. In November, I told him I got a videographer for a renewal and he didn't seem excited at all. He got really distant and I told him, you know what, if you don't feel like doing it, then we don't have to. If you're not ready to make that big of a commitment. Right when I said that, he got this huge sigh of relief and was like, thank you, yeah, I'm just not ready to me I'm like oh great if he's not viewing porn that means he's doubting me again so I was I couldn't believe that he'd be doubting me after all that we've been through so now here comes the insecurities again I started really really trying to fix our sex life because I was like okay if he's better with porn like now we can really focus on us and our intimacy you know it had been hard to 
have it regularly with a newborn and toddler waking up all night and he was starting to show signs of erectile dysfunction so I was like okay this must be why we're not having it enough like what's going on you can't even do it now so I felt bad and felt like it was because I was lacking in the wife department getting him you know so for his birthday I planned a big surprise getaway in a cabin in the woods I got a party light, energy drinks, new lingerie, snacks, decorations, the whole shebang. It was our first getaway from the kids, and I was determined to have an epic night. Um, we had a good time. You know, we felt connected. Finally did some things I've been waiting to do until I felt, like, sexually safe with him. And we finally, you know, had a trip where we had no arguments and about porn. Porn was not part of it at all and that was the first time that had ever happened so I was just on cloud nine super excited and that was that so then a couple days after that Alex started looking into flights to Hawaii because with COVID they had really good deals Uh, and that was kind of triggering to me so I shared with him that I didn't feel comfortable going to Hawaii yet that I felt like it would be a bad place for us to be and he got really upset and He's like, man, I've gone this long, like, I just wish you could get past it already. I hoped that, I hope one day you can. And I told him, yeah, I hope so too, but I wish you could understand why. And he ended up asking me, like, would you divorce me if I messed up again? I told him, you know, I don't know. I can't answer that. And then he got really serious and he said, I need to know. I told him, okay. I really can't answer that question because I would have to know if he, if you did all you could to not view it. And then I would, you know, make up my mind. And he said, you know, that made sense. And then we just left it at that. But because he asked me that so serious, I got really worried. But I wanted to believe him. I wanted things to be as good as they were. And he had never lied about it. So I was just like, you know, maybe he's just being weird. So then I asked him, I'm like, are you viewing porn? And he said the same thing that he normally does. No, I'm doing great. I'm just, I'm just making sure for the future that, you know, if we're doing so good and then years down the line, I mess up, are you going to leave me? I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're scared, but I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. Christmas came and he gave me a card thanking me for sticking with him. He told me that he was grateful that we were healing together we had never been closer he was excited for our future and so glad that he was this new man that porn wasn't a problem anymore reading it i reassured myself that okay i was crazy to doubt him i was just being insecure and needed to trust him like i was finally trusting him and wasn't thinking about it all the time i finally had gotten to the point where i could leave the house and not be like oh he's gonna view porn today Like, I was so trusting, and it had taken years to get to that point that I was like, no, I need to believe him. A couple weeks later, though, I had a strong feeling to ask him one more time. So before bed, I looked him in the eyes, and I was like, Alex, I need to know, have you been looking at porn this year? He paused, and he said, yes, I have. My heart sunk so deep into my stomach, but I kept my cool and I just asked, how often? 
His response was, too many to count. Too many to count? Right when he said that, my heart just burst. I knew he wouldn't have made it this whole year, but I was hoping he would. I tried to have faith in him, but I was just shown his true colors. I cried. I told him I knew that that was my answer from God, that you know, this was the first time you lied, which means that probably in our life, you'll just pretend and that you're healed and really actually be doing it. That's what life looks like with him. So I told him I wanted a divorce. Like he had his time to try and change and he didn't do anything about it. I had never been so disappointed in him in my life. We ended up having a talk about the realities of the next step of divorce and what it will look like if we're going to need anyone to if we're going to need lawyers or we'll stay friends do holidays all that stuff we looked into and the next day i moved everything out of our room that was his and he started we started in home separation and he was in the living room later that night that i moved everything out we had a calm talk and after we were talking, he asked to be alone, and I heard him crying. And then I started crying. I had never been more confused in my life because here I am, like, healing. I've had so much healing and trust and gotten so much closer to who I thought Alex was. But now all that's taken away within, like, seconds. So my instant reaction is I just want to go comfort him and be there for him because I love him, yet... I'm mad. I'm I'm so mad that he would do that. So I went in there. And when I went in there, he begged for one more chance. And I told him, no, like, what is going to be different? He said all this list of things he would do. And I was like, you know what? No, I will give you one more chance if you go to rehab. But that is it. You have to go. And if you go, and I still feel this way, then we're going to get divorced. So like, I can't promise you marriage because I don't this was the first time I realized I don't know if I really was in love with him or just the idea of who I wanted him to be if I was in love with just the idea of our family so we found a rehab center we both liked he got the info it was going to be three months no contact except for letter writing and I could go visit him in St. George every third weekend of the month which was crazy I was freaking out that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. This was completely different than what I thought this year would be. But we felt good about it and decided to. And like the week before he was going to go, he got COVID. We went the whole year not getting COVID. And then the week before rehab, he got COVID. Then our son got COVID and then I got COVID. So we were like quarantined for a whole month before he could actually leave and during that month was so awkward. We didn't talk. The only thing that we could do was we started watching Marvel movies because WandaVision had come out. So we started with WandaVision and then we ended up just every night, since we had nothing to say to each other, we just watched a Marvel movie, <laughs> which it became pretty fun. But anyways, so right before he left, he was like, I don't think I need rehab. It's so much money. I can't justify going. And I was like, okay, then we're not, you know, we're not going to be married. And it got him kind of mad. So he was like, no, fine, I'll go. But I was like, well, wait, I 
don't want you to go unless you want to go because I'm not forcing you to go. This is your choice. But he decided, you know, no, I'm going to go. We prepared our daughter that he was going to be gone for so long. And he left. It was crazy. Those first couple of days were so hard because I had to be strong and brave for my kids because they were they were sad too but I felt like losing my mind and crying how did I go from so much growth to a husband who is now in rehab for his porn addiction like it felt like just the twilight zone I was like now I'm I'm probably getting divorced I'm so confused and every night it was just so quiet and lonely and even though it was quiet before he left now I knew I was completely alone like it was up to me to be there for my kids to run our household do all the everything that comes with that so I was starting to really be scared and freaking out after the first week though I felt happier than I had ever felt in my life with him I felt so much weight lifted off my shoulders I finally felt like myself again I put myself first. I didn't have to deal with moodiness, him pulling away, fearing that he was viewing porn. If I wasn't enough, I felt amazing. I felt like that was my sign to divorce him and it was time to move on because I had never felt so happy. So that's actually what I was planning on doing. I didn't think about him often. I didn't write him. I couldn't wait to date other people. That's all I really thought about. Obviously, I was excited because I wanted to feel loved, but I didn't, you know, act out on that. But I was finally excited to start my life because so much of the last five years have been me worrying about him doing things he needs, he wants. It was just all focused on his problem and his life, and I finally felt like me. When he was gone, he missed out on our son's first birthday, our five-year anniversary, and the day, you know, we were supposed to have a renewal, and all these things, and I thought I'd be sad, but I really just felt relieved. He sent me so many letters, but I, like, hardly ever responded to him, and then it came to the point where I had to go visit him, so I drove seven hours to go to St. George. I wasn't allowed to go to the rehab center until the morning to have our therapy day, so I was extremely nervous, like, all of a sudden, I felt like strangers with my husband. I couldn't sleep or eat. I was unsure of what to expect. didn't know who he was going to be or what I was going to feel. And when we saw each other for the first time, we actually were really awkward. We didn't know how to act or anything. It been, it's been the longest we've ever gone without talking, like, ever since I've known him. The therapy went great that whole day. And after that, we were able to bring them off campus. So I brought him to my hotel and told him how I felt. I told him that I was happier and more myself with him gone, that I was here to support him as a friend, but that I was ready for us to move in that direction. When I told him I could see, like, the sadness in his eyes, he told me he understood, but he he was glad I was happy and I could do whatever I wanted. But the way he responded was so different than the past. Like, he felt so much sympathy and could see my emotion he could he could own up to his addiction he felt like a new person he felt like it was the first time he had finally been 
owning up to his problem and wanting to make these changes because he wanted to not for me not to save our marriage because he felt like it was wrong and he recognized that it was a problem and something that he wanted to change and because I could feel that change in him and see that and how he was reacting and he had learned all these new tools of how to you know respond and listen and he was learning what intimacy was something that he had never learned before and it gave me a little bit of hope it was the first time I had this glimpse of hope like okay wait a second maybe I could still be with him and so after that I decided you know maybe let me open my heart a little bit to see how much he has changed the rest of that weekend we had a really good time together I we acted like we were dating again like kissing in the car like they're obviously not allowed to have sex or anything in a rehab for this so like we're making out in the car like holding hands just relearning who each other who we are like asking deeper questions seeing them in a new light and he even told me for the first time he is looking at me with a clear mind without judgments or wanting me to be anyone else but me and everything just felt so nice and I was like okay I told him you know what let's just keep doing this together I don't want to move in the direction of divorce let's just I'm here to support him maybe my dream of having a happy family happy marriage will come true we've gone this long it was worth fighting to the end of rehab to see okay so when I got back from rehab it was so hard because now I actually was missing him a little bit and saw some change so I had to go two more months of this being alone being so depressed like I had never gotten so low in my entire life I felt like I was going to lose it in so many ways but I grew from it more than I ever expected because I was brought to my lowest point but couldn't rely on anyone to save me except for me like I was the only one who could bring me up I planned a huge romantic getaway in preparation to pick him up and so when I went to go get him again for the third time I drove the seven and a half hours and did the whole routine and the day I saw him we did therapy but then we did something called a full disclosure which is where they are able to say anything that they missed out or lied about or just anything that they haven't told the spouse so he told me a few things that he lied and kept from me and it honestly was so hard I found some things out that I was not happy about and I saw him in a different way and I just couldn't stop crying I didn't feel safe I felt like I wasn't sure if I could get over it so after right after that he had his little graduation of course and so he graduated rehab we got all the stuff in the car and we headed to our Airbnb luckily I got an Airbnb that had like five bedrooms so that day we kind of were more distant and he slept in his own room in the morning we had an energy healing session with a woman he met during his rehab and let me tell you something it was life changing I can go into more details later but she definitely helped me heal from the trauma of this new information I had learned and I was able to start forgiving Alex and see those choices he made as the addicted version of Alex and try to see him as now the true Alex that's the main thing I learned from this separation 
with Alex and through rehab what they taught me in the um, family weekends I just learned so much about the addict and the addictive mind that they will make choices and do things and risk things that they really don't want to do they don't want to be that person it doesn't truly make them happy but they're so addicted and lost in this addiction that they will choose it and so seeing Alex get out of that addictive mindset really helped me to forgive him and see him in this new way see him as kind of starting over what what marriage will really be like with him what intimacy will really be like and you know, after our session, we were able to connect more. We had a great rest of the weekend. We got to know each other and ask really deep questions about like what we wanted from our, our spouse and how we show up in a marriage and what we want, you know, all these different things. Um, he also shared his plan that he created for himself of boundaries he wants to continue for the rest of his life, things he wants to apply from rehab, um, all these things that he came up with and was committed to, like going to Sexaholics Anonymous. And during Sexaholics Anonymous, they earn like chips, um, like their 24-hour chip, their one month, three month, six month, nine month, and then years, you know. He was excited holding that chip and being like, I am clean. We were intimate and I was finally able to not feel like a prop or that he wanted to be alone. He was present and actually there and that was amazing to feel that for the first time in our entire marriage our entire life you know because we were both virgins but we were able to be intimate with each other fully and just that was worth all the money <laughs> it was a breath of fresh air like it was so good to see him not addicted because when someone's addicted, even if they're lying to you, they act a different way. Like he was moody and mean sometimes and selfish and that's noticeable. I'm sure those of you going through this can feel that even if they're not being honest with you about, you know, lusting out. But it has been a long process to get here and I am proud of Alex for how far he has come. I'm proud of myself for all the healing I've been able to do. And that's where we're at. It has been two months since rehab. We are still healing in our own ways. We've grown a lot, but that is where we're at. And I want you to know, like, as I make these podcasts, I will be sharing how I healed and more of the healing aspect. But this is just the brief history of what we've gone through. But we want to help... Because I know that there are so many different levels of understanding this addiction, not taking it personal, all of that. And I'm finally at that point where I don't take it personal and I don't feel stuck in a marriage. He is in charge of his choices and I'm in charge of mine. And we just, yeah, there's so much I can go into. But this is getting way long now, so... Thank you for listening to my story. I hope it helped to hear someone else's story and see that you're not alone. You're not crazy for the men who are listening to this. Your wife is not crazy for feeling these things. They're real. 
stay tuned for my podcast to hear more about how we got to this point of healing and our process in this journey because we are not healed it is an ongoing process thanks for tuning in